Three dudes, one movie, 20 years. It's time to go back to the show. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch. Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And here are your hosts, Danny Widener. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Jonas Stolpe. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. And Robert Peck. Come on, yeah! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Back to the Show. Uh, great to have everybody. Danny, Robert, how you guys doing today? Great, thanks for having me, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, doing fantastic. It's good to be you know here. What? One of you guys can host, it's fine. <laughs> no, you're nailing it, buddy. Keep yeah, it, way keep to go. It rolling. Oh boy. Hey, uh, thank you guys very much for that round of support. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, guys, this week we are doing, which movie are we doing? Someone want to say it? It's too exciting. Someone else should say it. The Blood Bank. (laughs) That's what they should have called it. We should just skip right to that part. (laughs) We're doing the 1990 Steven Seagal classic. Oh, also Kelly LeBron classic. Oh, yeah. Hard to kill, guys. Hard to kill. He's very difficult to kill. (laughs) Now, I should start by saying... I, even though he's a horrible human being, I am kind of a big Steven Seagal fan because of how terrible he is and his movies kind of are terrible. But this is one of the ones that I was really excited to revisit. I really liked Hard to Kill. I feel like I remembered it being awesome. Absolutely. Right. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. I mean, as a, I guess what, 10, 11 year old, it was right, right in my wheelhouse. Action, some, some sexiness. It was, it was, I mean, it was all you could ask for. Well, you remember sexiness? Let's just add, well, you're already into it now, Robert. That's what you remember, sexiness? I remember, I didn't remember her name actually until after, you know, the credits or whatever, but uh, I remember the weird science woman mm-hmm. and, and that, yes, and that she was sexy. Uh, I remember he was in a coma. Uh, I remember he had a really long beard when he woke up from the coma and then Mostly then I remembered the training he does at the house um, on the ranch. And that, that was that was sort of all I remembered. So, um, Danny, how about you? What about you, Danny? What do you remember? Like, do you remember this being one of the best ones of the Seagal? Like, I'm a big fan of all this 1980s, 90s Seagal. The later shit, terrible. But, like, what do you remember? Like Robert was saying, like, I remember the coma. I remember, like, being really, really, like, horny for that sex scene <laughs> <laughs> like dude i was so into it when i was a kid because he's just like because you know that like the director didn't say hey grab her ass and grab her tits really hard you know like he just he just went for it and he's he, just like seagal honk yeah i'm seagal <laughs> this is gonna happen right now in front of like 40 people on set and that was so oh, hot boy. to me because i knew it wasn't supposed to happen yeah so that was hot <laughs> and, then, and then the beard yeah him waking up in the coma i remembered i remembered like at the end of the movie i liked it but there wasn't enough fights for me i don't think like because normally like out for justice and i can't remember a couple of yeah. the other ones but back in the day there were so many fucking fights and there was a lot like, less fighting in this than i really remembered yeah you're right yeah, there was more plot. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I don't necessarily watch Seagal movies for the plot. Wait, what? <laughs> so back in the day, I was like, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, the beard's cool. <laughs> what about you, Jonas? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I remember Kelly LeBrock because she was hot. I remember the the montage stuff for sure. The punching of the board. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking that was awesome when I was a kid and I remember like some, I remember some solid arm breaks and then I do remember also that he was in a coma, the beard thing. I think the thing that, uh, I remember though is, yeah, like I feel like 
back then where you got like hard to kill and like marked for death and I kind of got them all I got kind of a lot of them I think mixed up in my head over the years because yeah. I also thought this one was like had the reggae guys in it from the other one I remember liking this one a lot and the other thing I actually remember and this is weird is I remember the scene where his wife gets killed and I remember that being fairly upsetting for me like pretty disturbingly graphic in a real way for some reason anyways that also I, got me yeah. hard <laughs> the what Jesus. That, that's never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I do remember this being one of the better Seagal movies. Going in, I was like, yeah, this is going to, and same as you guys, like action. A lot of action in this thing. But no, there wasn't action. There wasn't no, enough action. So, yeah, no. So let's, maybe we should yeah. now, like a good story to get into it. Let's get into Hard to Kill. Let's talk about this movie. We start off, first of all, his name is Mason Storm. I can't, well, that's enough for me to already be like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of material though for us to use. So much. <laughs> oh my God. A lot of taglines. <laughs> uh, did you do a tagline? I did a, I did a couple of taglines, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Boy. Wow. Yeah. Look, oh, at, yeah. look at you contributing. Check it out. Jonas is participating. <laughs> That's right. I just, like, guys, this week I decided to show up for the first time. <laughs> Hold on, let me load the tagline song real quick. Oh, there we go. It worked. I forgot about it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. There was another great episode. Thanks, oh, guys. Love you. Sorry. I just, it's Pavlovian. I just roll right in. Uh, okay. Mason Storm is on the docks. He is recording something. He's With the talk- biggest camera ever fucking made. <laughs> well, a huge camera. no, actually, if you think about it, this was 1990. That was like I know. small, high tech, uh, you know, spy equipment because Robert, it has headphones attached to it. <laughs> like, like Walkman yeah, headphones. Yeah. With a big <laughs> wand microphone that was like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, but dude, remember, remember in the nineties camcorder was like, a full size oh, yeah. you to have like, like a VCR VHS, tape, you to have like a VHS, VHS yeah. tape to, inside a full of it. Full yeah. size would fit in it, and you'd like hold it on your shoulder. He's also, by the way, he's like holding it like literally he's never seen a video yeah. camera in his entire <laughs> life, and someone handed it to him for five minutes before they started shooting the scene. Right. <laughs> like, like, I'm surprised. It. I'm surprised he's even pointing it in the right direction. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's talking so loud too. Like oh, yeah. he's so loud when he's like, he's like, yeah, talk louder. Come on, you dirtbags! <laughs> like he's like right down the street from him. <laughs> and of course, the guy walks a... walks up to him. I'm surprised someone didn't like tap him on the shoulder, and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like from behind. He also so this is it. So he's recording the bad guys, the mysterious bad guys on the docks, and then he's talking about missing the Oscars. I think there's oh like God. nine references. A lot of Oscar buzz. Lot of so, Oscar buzz. There's so much talk about the Oscars in the first 10 minutes. And then like, I feel like that's it for the whole movie. I don't know why. Everyone's I, talking I about I think the they're Oscars. trying to plant that seed, baby. <laughs> you know, they're like, if people associate this movie with Oscars, I mean, you never know where it'll go. <laughs> it's like, just hammer it in. Hammer it. Fucking, <laughs> like, like Every person on camera in the first like 10 scenes mentions something about the Oscars. Yeah, I think that's true. It's like Mason All said the cops. Yeah, Mason says he's missing the Oscars. He calls the cops. They're watching the Oscars and very excited about it. They talk about it. And then the liquor store guy, I think, also talks about it. He's yeah. watching it. And then after the liquor store incident, the like paramedic or another cop said like you should win the Oscar for this one, Mason. Like, <laughs> like holy <That's> right. shit. <laughs> you should win best at you should win best yeah. lead performance in a film, Steven Seagal, at the Oscars in a year. And then it just drops off. Like they stop talking about it. Like they kind of realized how bad the movie was. They're yeah. Like, they watched the dailies. <laughs> there, there, was like, there was a the lot more there was a lot more Oscar stuff later in the movie but when they watched the, the daily they cut it out <laughs> so the, the one cop though who gets killed right sorry spoiler he was so excited that Ben Kingsley won for Gandhi <laughs> yeah. right like he went yeah, yeah! 
Yes! <laughs> like, have you ever done that when you see the Oscars? You just go like, oh, mm, cool. Not unless I have money on it. Or not anything, actually. Or you just don't watch the Oscars. He was, I think Danny's right. I think he probably had money on it. Ah, okay. I, that's right. I guess people bet on the Oscars. Office pool, you know? Office pool. Yeah, right, right. Okay, sorry. I did like, though, I, this is a weird thing, but it was weird to me somehow that they really showed the foot, like a real actor winning the Oscars. Like, I was like, whoa, it's weird that like this movie is existing in the same world where Ben Kingsley has an Oscar for Gandhi. Yeah, and then Johnny Carson is doing like a recap on his show later that night, right? Yeah, like it's actually weirdly uncommon for movies to talk, like to exist in a world where other movies also exist. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. But anyways, all right. So Mason (laughs) records the bad guys and he goes into the liquor store and then we meet the scuzziest, shittiest liquor store guy in the history of the universe. That's all he ever plays. Like you recognize that guy from all of those shitty movies back in the day, right? And he's always like the foul mouth. He's got like armpit stains. Yeah, and he's got he's always that guy. He's always like someone horrendous. Because he talks about being put in a porno and it's like it's gross stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. And also <laughs> he busts he also like busts Steven Seagal's balls about getting champagne right before directing him to the champagne. Yeah, that was weird. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, right by the caviar. Oh no, but seriously, it's in that. <laughs> Actually, it is located in the back next to some really nice caviar in that cooler yeah. back there. Go ahead and take a look. <laughs> yeah. And then we got our first fight scene, guys. Let's talk about this fight scene, okay? Because this is this is the first big <laughs> Steven Seagal business in the movie. Danny, thoughts? Let's have it. What what do we think about this? Oh God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Okay, wait. First, they they kill the the bar shop owner in the worst way with a shotgun blast. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, by the no. way, I have to I have to say something about that because they shoot him in the chest. Right? He says, "I I'd have half a mind to," and then he cuts him off by shooting him in the chest and killing him. And then the guy goes, "Now you only have half a mind." Oh. But he shot him in the so, chest. But he shot him in the chest. So is no, it that the script called for a headshot yeah. and they're like, That's we can't do that. We don't have the <laughs> effects to make that look worth shooting or anything. So he's going to get a squib in the chest pocket of that vest and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Let's move on, okay? No one will catch it. <laughs> anyway. That Danny, Danny, you were you were saying. I mean, he, he after he shoots the bar shop owner, I was kind of jolted by that, to be honest. I was yeah. like, fuck. He didn't really deserve it. I don't even know what he did. He put his hands up, and I think Seagal said something, right, and pissed off the, the bad guy, right? And then he just said, Maybe. Ended up blowing this I guy mean, he bro. does, they do kind of like, it's like they came in there expressly to just murder that guy, not to rob the shop, or also, it's right. but they were like, we're killing that guy for fucking sure. And I love yeah. Steven Seagal's reaction. There is no reaction. He's not scared. <laughs> yeah. He's not shocked. Yeah. He's not really that upset, to be honest. <laughs> I actually have a note about that. I'm like, Seagal doesn't seem to care at all that that guy was murdered like, right in front of him. That was kind of uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like something like that. <laughs> and then, um, so what happens after that? He, uh, he, well, he fights he all the, the dudes. He fights all the dudes. And then um, he taunts the guy with a shotgun, right? Oh, he taunts the guy with a knife. <clears throat> and the guy... <laughs> that guy has never held a knife in no. his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole kind of like the fingers like, come and get it, 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 like over and over again. And then he like brandishes a knife some more. He goes, ah, ah, come and get it, come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> For like 10 minutes. I'm like, fucking kill this guy. <laughs> I feel like this fight scene is everything that I remember and love about a Steven Seagal fight scene. Like it's classic. It's classic. He does the clothesline. He does the throw the guy into a thing. He does like the neck chop shove thing. He breaks a leg. He like, Oh my God. It's, I was like watching it and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what I remember. When he breaks that dude's leg, that is so insane. Like I love the grunt. Oh, I know he has to work hard. Yeah. So, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, so- yeah, I was I was fucking jazzed after that liquor store attack. I was ready. I'm like, here we go. This is. Yeah. I can't wait for just wall to wall of more of this kind of stuff. 
definitely. I, I think I wrote Seagal at his finest. Oh, yeah. No broken arm, but we got an ankle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> got to save that arm for later. That's coming yeah. later for sure. And then, not to spoil anything, but guys, I think we can all say things slow down considerably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of talking. Yeah. Okay. So he goes home after, after, uh, I think he might've killed one of the dudes during the liquor store thing. I forget, but he has had a very hectic evening. And what world are you part of a, a major crime and you break people in half and, and hurt them? And they're probably three of them are probably dead just from throwing them through things. And you just walk out, make a funny joke, and everyone's like, ah, there's fucking Mason. Ah. <laughs> yeah, right? Without anyone like, hey, we need to take your statement, bro. Let's go downtown. Yeah, like, we got to sort this out, get some paperwork going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a man. I mean, there's definitely one dead man. We need to discuss this with you. What happened? Also, he's like, I finally, he's two big things have happened that night, right? He's like, I've recorded the bad guys planning a literal murder and i've seen some elder person murdered i've assaulted in a way that is likely too aggressive all of the people involved in that crime yeah and they're like oh mason see you later bro don't go get that oscar or whatever (laughs) something about oscars yeah (laughs) and then he goes home with his champagne again like the i can't imagine the way he like has the champagne and comes into the house and like kisses his wife, all of that stuff feels to me like this man has never done any of these things before. Like he can't even talk to his wife without it being like so weird. He's like weird with her and he, weird, they don't even drink the champagne. It's just all of it so weird and gross. It's like sexy Seagal, which I was not expecting. Uh, yeah, dude. Yikes, boy, it's oh boy. hard, hard to watch. It's, it's hard to watch and hard to kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, my boner was hard to kill during all of this. It feels like he's kind of like a version to some degree. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're right, though. He does. I did also note the boob squeezing because I, I, same thing where I felt like I'm like, this is like a 14 year old trying to like make out. Like it's. And you yeah, have the right. There's no way that was like cleared by the director or the actress before they did that scene. He definitely winged it. Or or that was like his note before the scene, right? I really feel like this has to happen. I'm the star. We're running with it. <laughs> right. I should be squeezing. Right. A lot you know of what? Her. I think that I think Mason Storm is the kind of guy that squeezes a butt and a boob. <laughs> and he doesn't care. He just does it. <laughs> like fucking Seagal, fine, we'll shoot it. I did read something after this that that Steven Seagal basically like hated the director of this movie. So probably he did just say all the things he wanted to do. And the director was probably like, sure, man. Yeah, whatever. All right. Sounds good. Or he was like, no, but then Seagal did it anyways. Yeah. I mean, this movie is lousy with with things that just jump out as that must have been Seagal's idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, you know what? Wait, shit. I just remembered something. I also, I also read that Kelly LeBrock was his, was his wife at the time. And he asked her to be in the movie. She's in the movie as a, as like a favor to him. So not only is she in the movie, but he's doing a lot of boob squeezing in the movie that he's in the movie wow. with his wife. In. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that, I guess that okay is the boob squeezing later. I mean, wasn't he squeezing? It was just her boob, right? No, he squeezes the wife's boob and then later he squeezes Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's his move. That's his go-to move, the boob squeeze. Well, and don't forget about squeeze. the butt. He does the butt squeeze it's too. And it like <laughs> it like makes a point to show you that he's squeezing a booty. <laughs> oh, God, it's gross. <clears throat> All right, and then the bad guys show up and they kill his wife and him-ish. Yeah, still upsetting to me, I thought. I found it, like, disturbing. I thought it was, like, pretty heavy. Like, him getting shot and then bleeding everywhere, and then she screams, and they blow her away. Like, again, this was what I remembered it being. I was like, whoa, this is intense. This segment was brought to you by Santa's Headquarters. Bring your kids to the Fashion Island Mall to get their picture taken with Santa. But be quick, Santa's getting COVID, and he won't last the weekend. Now, let's get back to the show. I also thought I also made a note right before the killing happened too that I also felt like it was not like kind of knowing what we know about Steven Seagal like how his career has gone and all the like his movies just getting like dumber and dumber 
it was weird like seeing him be weirdly vulnerable or like emotional in a way that wasn't like badass like i was like whoa it's weird seeing him like being like a i'm not gonna say like he's an actor because jesus but like he <laughs> is trying some there is some kind of acting going on in there and it, and it feels weird to see him be like a sympathetic character because i think later in all his movies he's just such a badass that like he's just a badass walking through everything he became a like a caricature of himself later on he was steven seagal in a steven seagal movie instead of i don't know name some stupid fucking character name you Mason know what i mean he stone. wasn't trying to yeah Jackson he wasn't trying stone to stone or whatever yeah he wasn't trying to be someone else in in his later movies he was steven seagal so in this movie you know he tried to be mason storm but yeah yeah and then all of that authenticity goes away as soon as we get to the hospital where i where at least four different people talk about how superhuman he is and how he's unstoppable <laughs> and how he's a national treasure and how he is the super cop and that he's been stopped tonight and all those things. I'm like, okay, we get it. He's a fuck. You know, it's enough. He's a badass. We get it. There's a lot of ego stroking in this movie. <laughs> oh my God. So th- then he goes into a coma, right? People think he's dead. The doctor discovers five minutes later, he's not dead, which I don't know why those doctors aren't talking to each other more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a rush to decision to pronounce him initially. It was like, because only a few minutes later, they're like, we got a live cop here. I know. Like, who's checking the dead people stuff? That guy should be fired for sure. He's just walking around telling everybody that their family members are dead and they're really fine. <laughs> should just took off running after he said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Mason goes into a coma. The world moves on. And then we meet, I don't even know. I literally don't know Kelly LeBrock's name. Uh, we meet the nurse lady, Kelly LeBrock, who... <laughs> oh, shit. What is her name? I don't know. I don't know. I forgot to check on the credits because by then I was like probably nodding off. But What does that I, say about us? Because I don't remember her name either. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't. Think, I feel like they don't. Well, I don't feel like he bothers to learn it in the movie. And we don't either, I guess. Anyways, she's the nurse at the hospital. She, she, this, and this is a, I have, well, tell me what you guys think. I have, a, I definitely have a Seagal note in this scene for sure. Oh God. The, I mean, <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack in the whole hospital scene. I mean, from beginning to end of it, but definitely I think that he wrote the pussy joke, the cat, like, do you want a pussy? Oh my God. I'm sh- I mean, that just reeks of like, <laughs> this is great. This is good stuff. Come on. Come on. We got to put it in. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and then the freaking, uh, the fact that she is just in love with him. He's a, he's a coma patient. He's been in a coma for seven years. Uh, he's so unresistible that she's fallen in love with this man in a coma and then has to you know, hammer home the fact that he's got a, a, a big hog just fucking waiting to be unleashed. It's just because I'm going to lift up the blanket and go like, Oh buddy, <laughs> I need you to wake up baby. <laughs> also because, yeah, because there's nothing hotter than a completely limp penis. That's been sitting yeah. in a bed for seven years. Seriously, man. That's what I wrote. I said, I want to kill the Brock to lift his sheet up and be completely unimpressed with his penis size. <laughs> She's like, and, and then she lifts her up. She's like, mm, I mean, we, uh, all right, I bet it's all right. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a grower, not a shit. <laughs> she definitely, that was my big note was the dick note for sure. That that's yeah. obviously a note that Seagal made a uh, clear. Oh God. He's and like, also, it's gotta be in there. it only makes al- sense. Yeah. Also she should be fired. You're not allowed. That is <laughs> grossly inappropriate work behavior for, coma patients she's looking at coma patients genitals all the time at work that you can that is super fired for that for sure you can't look at people's junk yeah oh no absolutely not and uh, hold on here hot off the presses her name was andy stewart i almost don't think she was ever i don't think anyone ever said her name in the movie no one said her name i don't think not a chance especially her last name (laughs) 
Wrong? I don't think anyone ever said her name. She was I don't just think she had a fucking name tag. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like 19 other name tags on. Yeah. <laughs> and like what? a laminated cigarette. This is no oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was like a real cigarette put out and laminated. Yeah. I mean By the way, if you're in a coma for seven years, you can't do anything. You can't walk. You can't talk. <laughs> You can't fucking warn. You can't even move your fucking mouth. You dude, have to you eat. Probably, like you probably couldn't even have vegetable. your eyes open. Yeah, like, dude. Like the light would be. It's like you're being born again. Like you, you, just, you just don't get to fucking. <laughs> I just pictured Jim Carrey coming out of that rhino. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely responds. He's definitely back pretty quick style. Like ten minutes after he wakes up, he's like. I'm a policeman. I recorded a thing. I was put in a coma. People think I'm alive, but I'm really dead, but I'm alive. We got to get out of here. Like, he remembers all all the things, everything, right away. I'm pretty sure the staff is just lying to him right off the bat. Like, he's really been, like, a week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will say, though, I did like the hospital escape thing with him in the gurney. Like, that was kind of suspenseful i was into that i didn't remember that at all and i really enjoyed that all that business with him getting out of there i thought it was great i thought well also can't forget that masseuse dude he was awesome he's like what's up bro (laughs) come on (laughs) i'm just gonna give you a nice massage just chill man dude he was all about that massage like i think he was implying something else he's like i'm gonna rub it down and make it feel real good (laughs) well i mean listen he does have a big dick so you know (laughs) The word has spread. Yeah, man. Everyone at the hospital knows the fucking monster cock Seagal is walking around with. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, that elevator, the elevator chase scene thing was, I mean, that whole thing was. That bad guy that was going after him said son of a bitch like five times. Every time the elevator door closed, he's like, son of a bitch. Fuck, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So when they escape the hospital and now we're in Ojai. Uh, where Mason is recovering, and all we hear is "Take that to the bank" like fifty-seven <laughs> times in like oh on the radio God. and on the TV, and it's in the. I feel like there's like a montage at some point too. Maybe it's before he wakes up, where we just hear "Take it to the bank" like it's another hundred times. The senators. We should make that clear. It's that the senator who's saying that in commercials and interviews, and yeah, yeah. Every time he does an interview or does anything, he talks about taking it to the bank. And that's the person Seagal was filming in the very beginning. Yes. If you haven't made that, and if you've made that connection, <laughs> you're, you're a better cop than O'Malley is. <laughs> For the last seven years, we're listening to that tape. He's like, there's something that's ringing a bell, baby. I don't know what it is. And then he's like, hold on. Let me just fucking mute the television. This guy keeps yelling something about the bank. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll definitely get to that. But Jesus, how can there's literally only one sentence being said over and over? Oh, it's great. Oh God! But there's a lot of meat in this Ojai Ranch. Yeah. So right, this is this is the this is him recovering. So he gets to work. He gets to work on the training and the getting himself put together again. Dude, back in the day. When I saw it again, right, I was like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. But back in the day, I loved it as a kid when he's just punching the wooden boards that has a rope tied around it, oh, you yeah. know, and I thought it was so awesome. It was like like almost Rocky-ish. But, dude, when he watched it again, he's oh, like, boy. oh, my God, it was like it just looks so bad and, and raw and uh, and like it's just a little tiny wooden board. And like, I don't know, <laughs> anybody else I like, kind of feel like kind of let yeah. down by that? Oh yeah, big time. I mean, that was one of the main things I remembered was the the board with the rope on it. And yeah. him like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally breaking it. And yes, rewatching it now was a huge letdown. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this scene where he was like, he's in a dojo or some shit. I don't know where that Conveniently, came from. Conveniently, he's yeah. recovering in a dojo. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's doing these really quick arm movements all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, oh, the arm the chop. Oh my god, the no, arm chop. No, dude, really that was fast. like a at night where he, he did okay he's like all right i'm gonna just wind down do a little stick training and he just goes like yeah 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 yeah, yeah with the sticks and then he sets those down and then just does chops right it's like <laughs> he's swatting like, at flies just, for like, yeah. he's like 
ah, did a bee get in here? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's just like insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you guys that I remember that board being, first of all, I remember it being bigger. I remember it breaking, yeah. which it does not do. He simply causes it to tip at the end. <laughs> well, I think, no, I think the base of it stays in the ground. I think he snaps it off at the ground. What? Really? I thought it just moved a little bit. I thought it just fell over, which, by the way, it's not very hard to tip over a thin board that you've put into the ground like four <laughs> inches. You just put it in. You just yeah, dug like, in you, your, your coma recovery in. state. You dug a small, shallow hole and you balanced the board in it that you've just been punching for the last three weeks. Yeah, it fell over. <laughs> I yeah. did that shit at the beach the other day with my umbrella. <laughs> I put it in like three inches and it fucking fell over. <laughs> I know. It's basically like, it's basically is just balancing on the ground kind of. It's really more, <laughs> the, reason, the reason that it falls over really has more to do with his shitty installation job than I think it has to do with like, <laughs> and also, so the other thing is he like, he jogs, right? First he jogs oh. up the hill slow and then he, then he runs up it fat. The funny thing about this, though, is like Steven Seagal has never, I felt like, ever been like muscle. He's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger Van Damme no. or anything. Like, it's the, he's never been like super fit, dude. So trying to make a montage where like he's basically doing like a Van Damme thing where he like kicks a tree over is so fucking silly because he doesn't look strong. I mean, I get he, no. he is strong and like martial arts, I'm sure he can fuck people up in real life, but it does not make him look like a badass at all. Yeah, and it, dude, the choice to film him running was a bad choice. <laughs> that guy with his run, that's dude, unfortunate. His, arm, his pants for, flop out to the side. Dude, he like tucks his elbows against his side and sort of like flips and like windmills. He pinwheels. Yeah, he like pinwheels along. <laughs> dude, it's like he's running on hot sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then he sits at the end. The other two things I liked were... He sits on like the top of a mountain at the end, like a majestic lion overlooking the world. And then also he puts those like acupuncture smoky bits all around his body and like sits there with them. That's got to be a real thing, I would think. Yes. That's a real acupuncture. Yeah, sure. Yeah, acupuncture is like putting those little burning things. How do you get the ones on his back, by the way? That's what I couldn't figure out. But right. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, it's all good though. It's all. You know what's crazy training. about this scene is that this was right around the time when she was like feeding him like fried rice. Oh yeah, right. So he he was doing all these things. He's crawling around and training and drawing pictures and everything, and then all of a sudden he couldn't figure out how to eat fried rice and he had to put it down like really quick because he was so flustered by it. No, I think, but the fried rice was before the training, right? Was that before? Was it before? I think that was like the first meal. And that, that stood out to me because it's like, okay, this guy is just tr- trying to regain motor skills and you're trying to like, here, use chopsticks, eat rice. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, like how about a fucking spoon? Just like, look, eventually you can use chopsticks, chopsticks again, but his, he is, does not have the dexterity required right now. <laughs> Here's one chopstick, good luck. Yeah, dude, like, Here's a bowl of chicken broth and a chopstick, enjoy. <laughs> Right. That was then when he like reminisced about his childhood in, in the, I think he said in the Orient, right? Yeah. Which also like, this is also, I feel like the start of this weird thing that that's going to happen more and more in Steven Seagal's career, which is like, he sees himself as like a peaceful man who's like, cl- like whatever zoned in on like the peace and the flow of like ancient, like Chinese, uh, like philosophy but also at the same time, like murders anybody at the drop of a hat and is like incredibly aggressive sexual animal, like like physical animal who can't stop hurting people. Because he's like, when he tells that story about his childhood, I'm like, I don't understand what this has to do with like anything. He was like, a man told me like, before you can hurt, you have to learn to love or something. And what did that have to do with chopsticks? I don't understand any of it. <laughs> that was his backstory. We, we needed it to care about him more. Right? Uh, yeah. So then, yeah, then comes sexy time number two. Again, more boob grabbing. And uh, and then, oh, he has, right, okay. And then I made this note about, because then we have some flashbacks with him and his, where he's thinking about his wife and looking at his ring and like 
the kid and him praying together. And I was, what my note was like, I didn't remember that stuff again, kind of feels like more emotional and human-y than I feel like the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, that part and, stood out to me too. I actually was like, oh, that actually was kind of, because actually right after him and uh, O'Malley, right? Have sex. Um, <laughs> no, no, sorry. sorry. <laughs> and, um, Stewart. <laughs> anyway, it then cuts to him sitting there like with a really weird look on his face, right? And I was just yeah, like, he's struggling. And I was just like, what the fuck's going on? With-? And then it does the flashbacks and it was like, oh, actually that was good. Like he actually was showing emotion. Was this at the time when Kelly the Brock walks out with like the newspaper and gives it to him like out on the patio and he reads that his wife was murdered because he didn't find out you know, when he woke up right away. So it, t- it took some time. And he reads that his wife was murdered and his kid was murdered, right? That's what the newspaper says. Dude, he literally, there's no emotion whatsoever. There's no tears. He doesn't flip (laughs) the fucking table up in the air and kick it in half. Dude, he sits back and he's like, huh. (laughs) And and it cuts away, dude. There's no emotion. I found that just strange and odd. Do you think that, is that when he's discovering that they were murdered or that they're dead? Yeah. Yeah, because she brought it to him, oh. and 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 she looks at him like all like worried with like almost maybe some tears in her eyes, and he says something like, "Not good, huh?" <laughs> he says something like yeah. that, right? <laughs> and, 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 and that bad or something? Yeah, that bad. <laughs> that bad. Like, what the she fuck? goes like, "Yep," and then walks away and lets him do it. It's like yeah, and he reads it and he sits back and he's just like, "Fuck, let's move on." Well, I think he knew though, right? Because he saw her. He remembered that she got shot. But maybe uh, he didn't know about the kid, though. That's true. Maybe he uh, didn't. Yeah. You think, yes, you think maybe an actual human would have some emotion there. <laughs> I, <laughs> think it's, I think it's that thing where, like, probably later they're like, look, we just got to try to shove in these flashbacks wherever we wanted him to do something emotional because it's not working on its own. So we just got to, <laughs> like, g- let's go back to the flashback of the of the wife getting blown away because, like, He's he listen, this guy's not gonna get us there. Just flashback it. Uh oh. Oh Hello and welcome back to What the Fuck Did They Break? Brought to you by the Sticky Icky. At the Sticky Icky, we salute the red, white, and blunts. Okay. <laughs> this is a, a different sort of take on what the fuck did they say? This is what the fuck did they break? I love this. I am I am pumped about this segment. <laughs> uh, this is brought to you by Jonas, who had this great idea that uh, you guys are going to try to guess the sound of which body part is being broke by Steven Seagal. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this may be disturbing to some young viewers, so... Uh, this is the rated R section of, of our uh, podcast. So. This is the rated R part. Yes, this was not the big cock okay, talking ahead. about Steven Seagal. Yeah. Um, okay, are you guys ready to guess which bones are being broken right now? Oh yeah, I'm so ready. Right. Okay, first one. Here we go. Oh, oh god! This is this is so much harder than I thought it was gonna be. Go again, please. Can we get it again, please? God. Robert, do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, I'm, I'll, I can go. I think that he first breaks his fingers, like bends them back, breaks his fingers and wrist, and then bashes him with something. So fingers, fingers broken. Fingers for Robert, Jonas? Yeah, I was going to say hand, like hand and wrist. Be specific. Like what? Like his left hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're saying you're saying hand. So I'm saying I think he's doing that thing where he like holds the hand up and bends the wrist things. So they go ah, like I think he's doing that, and then and then maybe like maybe twisting and breaking the arm part, maybe wrist and arm. Wrist? You can't say that wrist and arm. There's lots of different. Things okay, then just wrist. I'm just going with wrist. Robert, you win. Fingers. <gasps> Are the ones that are being broken in that sound? Oh, okay. Nice job. Robert. You're right. He does lift them up and he, and he breaks them. I think two different times. <laughs> Next one. Uh, 
<laughs> oh my god, again, please again. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Jonas, you can start at this one. <laughs> I think that's a leg for sure. I'm going with leg. Uh, well, then I'll, I'll go arm. You're both wrong. It was a broken back. Damn. Oh my god. The gall picks him up. Oh, like a like wrestling backbreaker style? Exactly. Puts him <laughs> over his knee and breaks him in half. Oh, I know what movie that's from. That's from the Mark for Death one. I think so. I can't remember. Yes. Nice. God, it's this is a really distressing thing to play to play this game. <laughs> All right, Robert is up one to zero. Next one. Oh my god! Can we get that one again, please? <laughs> oh my god! I don't okay. know how much nervous I can take. Jesus. I'm gonna say, oh, it sounded big. I'm gonna say, fuck, that's an elbow, like the, the arm, like backwards sort of thing that he does over his shoulder, you know? So you're saying arm? arm? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going with leg again. I think this one I feel Damn. good about leg. Yeah, I, mean, I almost said leg, man. Damn it! Robert, it was a broken arm. Oh yeah! my God. Yeah, I knew it! Yeah. I knew it! <laughs> God, Robert's Robert, good at this. Robert knows his broken bones. Yeah. yeah. All right, two zero. Here we go. We got three more. Uh, next one. <laughs> Looks like you won the Oscar tonight, Storm. <laughs> oh, we know what that one is. <laughs> also, wait, by the way, can I just point out, how does that make any sense? Like, why would he didn't act in anything? Like, what Oscar did would he have won? Oh shit, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You got, you're overthinking it, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. Okay, here it is again. <laughs> Looks like you won the Oscar tonight, Storm. <laughs> That's definitely the leg. That one I remember. The ankle, right? Well, yeah, he's like, is it the ankle or the thigh, the shin? Yeah, I, it, it's yeah, it, it's the it's the ankle foot area. We all yeah. we, we all know what that is. So yeah, I, I just I'm, I put it in there because it's funny as hell. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right, so um, everyone gets a point. Robert's up three to one. Here Oof. we go. Next one. You got to get these two to tie, Jonas. I know. What? Wow, what? That is a quick one. Very. Man. Quick. We're gonna have to hear that again. I think that's a neck. Oh, that's a good call. I'm gonna say leg. Okay, Jonas. You were right. Yes. Damn. Yes. Three when to two. I, when that... I break necks, that's what it sounds like. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay, last one. Jonas, you got a tie. Nobody beats me in the kitchen. Did he say okay. something about someone beating him in the kitchen at the end? Yeah, so this is under siege. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Nobody beats me in the kitchen. And it's obviously a killing break. I feel like I'm gonna gonna have to say neck because yeah it's like a finishing move right yeah i think i have to go with neck also it doesn't sound like a neck but i think the the line gives it away neck yeah. neck it is back-to-back -back neck breaks oh. and robert wins four to three. Oh, nice job robert Thanks, good job that was a good one all right boy it's really upsetting listening to all those things get broken yeah i feel the ramoshes now to be honest yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> Well, that was a great segment, Danny. Thank you for putting that Thanks, together. Man. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, coming up with it. Good idea. Thank you. I think we should just do that one every time, no matter what the movie is. <laughs> 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 okay, guys, back to the plot. So, O'Malley finds Mason. Oh, I guess like Kelly LeBrock goes and visits an old lady, and then that turns out that's O'Malley's mom. And then O'Malley finds Mason, and then they talk. And this is when we hear that O'Malley's been listening to the tape for years, listening to any phrases that could help him, and hasn't found any. 
uh, at right. all. And then they walk around, and then Steven Seagal shoots a bunch of pots at the end. Yeah, which, man, I mean, this doctor is away working, right, where they're staying at this house. Yeah. His, his place is just, I mean, Seagal has no respect. <laughs> like, earlier, when he's training, he takes some, like, doesn't he have some sort of weapon, and he's just, like, chopping up this nice ornamental tree, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, and now he just like willy nilly blows apart this like decorative pottery and wagon wheel <laughs> thing. It's just like, oh man, he's up. It's been passed like, down for centuries. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, like, I've been like cultivating like that bonsai garden for ever. Also, I, I like like <laughs> who is like, who is he talking to? Like, he just like shoots something. And like it's like then we're gonna we're gonna get this motherfucker. Boom, 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 boom. If I were O'Malley, I'd be like, holy shit, bro. Like you can't just fucking fire guns all the time everywhere, like whenever <laughs> you want to make a point. That's fucking insane. This is the scene where he's with O'Malley and they're talking, and he tells O'Malley, We're gonna win. And you know why? Superior attitude. <laughs> I I did he say that? Is that what he I, says before he shoots? <laughs> I swear to God, I think it's after he shoots. <laughs> but it's a superior attitude. I fucking well, die that. I so did not weird. catch that. Yeah. It's amazing. And then, okay, and then he listens to the, he finally makes the to the bank connection. And that, and now, guys, we're here. All this time, oh, we finally boy, got here. We made it. We got here. We made it to the be- the single greatest moment in any Steven Seagal movie ever, <laughs> in my opinion. I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. <laughs> Dana, do you have it? Oh, yo, come on. Yeah. Let's please have it. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing. His delivery is incredible, too. He is killing that line. It, it, does he look at the camera? Yeah, I feel like he does. I feel like he looks directly yeah. into my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I had completely forgotten about this line. I did not remember this from the movie. Never. And when it happened, I almost fucking jumped up and cheered. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, I couldn't believe it actually happened. It's like, (laughs) what the hell? He must have wrote that, right? That must have been his, like, this is a sweet ass line. This is in it, right? He woke up in the middle of the night Uh and said, fuck, where's the pen and paper? That's that's how... (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. I also love that it doesn't it also doesn't make any sense. Uh why like he's gonna take him to a place where there is blood, which is like weird. Or he's gonna drive him there so he can donate blood. I it's unclear Which shouldn't kill him. It should just No, it should, he should, he should probably profit off of it. They should <laughs> probably give him some money. Right. Yeah. He would probably make yeah, he would probably make some money. Like, but it is incredible. And I don't know who he's talking to. He's talking to a TV, I guess, or us. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. He's whispering. It's him, like, recalling the senator saying, take it to the bank or whatever. True. And then it zooms in on the TV that is off and zooms in on it hard (laughs) and as he's remembering that he said it. And, I mean, it's just... Why? I don't know. Why are you zooming in on a TV that is off? Why not have that ad run again to like to spur this memory? We, right? Well, we've already seen that ad fifteen times in the film at this point, so I feel like they were probably like, I think people get it. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you get it. It just seems very clunky and weird to zoom in on a a TV that's off, just a blank screen with like a reflection of the room in it. That's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> I think but also anyway. no. I think I think I think also for me, I was like mm, a little bored of the movie at this point. But once he said that, I was back, guys. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, here we go. And then quite a lot of time goes by before more stuff happens. This segment was brought to you by Tina's Taco Shack. Now serving tacos. Now back to the show. Okay, right. Then the bad guys attack, and then we get another. We get a pretty big action scene here. I again, this is great Seagal stuff for me. This is like 
He's fucking shooting. The bad guys are a million bad guys, all shooting machine guns. That guy's house definitely gets too fucked up. And he breaks oh, yeah. arms. Oh, my God. I I love all this. There was a solid arm break. The hyperextension reverse elbow move. Throws him into... The vases. Yeah, the vases, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. So many glass things being broke. He throws... Yeah. I actually, like, I love how much shit he throws people through. So much shit yeah. gets broken. It's the best. <laughs> Yes, and then all of a sudden he has a grenade. Where did he get a grenade? Oh, fuck, he does have a grenade. He just threw it, and I, so, like I said, I watched this thing three fucking times. <laughs> I, was like, I must have missed it. I'm going to pay attention this time. And then, like, I rewound it. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I missed it earlier when someone, like, maybe O'Malley handed him a grenade. And, nope, at no point does he come across a grenade. He just all of a sudden is pinned down, and he's like, oh, sweet. I got a grenade and he lobbed it over at them to clear the way and get out. It's like, it's great. It's great. It, it is great though. Yes. But you're right. I don't know where the fuck he did get that grenade from. O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. O'Malley's trunk full of guns. Fucking O'Malley. Fucking O'Malley. <laughs> so they, uh, they escape. And also a white horse escapes at the end. Too, yeah. I noticed. <laughs> Insult to injury, man. The <laughs> prize racehorse gets out too. There's a, a car chase scene, and it's a rare car chase scene for, for Seagal. Right? Yeah, that's right? true, right? Yeah. Oh, in the Jeep, the Jeep, right? The Jeep. The Jeep. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Um, but did you see the windshield? Like the bullet holes in the windshield? There were four bullet holes, two for the passenger and two for the driver. They were aligned perfectly <laughs> yes. with their faces. <laughs> There's no way you can escape that without dying. Dude, there is, that, that Jeep also had a soft top, and they were just raining down bullets on them. I oh, don't think yeah. there was any way that they would have gotten out of there without at least getting hit. Yes, but yes, the, the bullet holes in the windshield were were like square between the eyes. It would have been tough. <laughs> it does remind me too of like, how much back in the day these movies just rely on like a row of dudes firing machine guns and then just like a million squibs. Cause all it is is just like one shot after another, like four or five cop dudes all from, I guess the police force just fucking unloading bazillions of, of like blanks. There's not like any strategy. It's just like, and then he'll come around this corner. There'll be another row of dudes. They'll fire machine guns. And then he'll come here. There'll be another row of dudes. They'll fire. It's just all guys shooting machine guns. Did you guys notice, like, right near the end of the Jeep scene, he, like, just, I think just before they go through the, like, gazebo-y thing, um, it all of a sudden is a right-hand drive Jeep. No. Someone, like, the driver's in the right side, on the, on the passenger side. And, like, no. it just, I don't know, it was just, it caught me. I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? And I re- rewound it a couple times, and yeah, just all of a sudden, one of the cuts, it was just a different person entirely driving it on the right side of the Jeep. Well, Robert has had three times to watch this film. Really <laughs> yeah. well, that I actually so. saw the first time. <laughs> I saw that on the first time. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, that is, that is not, I mean, it doesn't matter. It was just funny to catch. Well, listen, Andy Stewart likes to be able to switch up her steering wheel, I guess. Or it's yeah, not even yeah. her car. Is it this no, also? The doctor's car. Car. Yeah, dude, the doctor is so guy. I wish the last shot of the whole movie was the doctor coming home and being yes. like, what the fuck? <laughs> that would have been great. As the credits are rolling. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's, it's, Char- it's a, it's Charles Grodin and he just comes home. He's like, ugh. Uh, yeah, he looks okay. the camera and goes, Mason Storm. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a storm hit this house. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's, good. that's just a little taste of the taglines that are coming. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, wait, we got to move forward. Okay, so kind of there's a, quite a bit of downtime here. Uh, Mason and and oh god, I can't even get it right with it. It doesn't feel right. Mason and Andy go to that lady's house, and he tears the camera out of the wall, which I don't recall him installing it in the wall. And also, yeah. why would it be in the wall? <laughs> that was no. So he stashed it. There was like a little stash spot in his house. That was his house, right? So. But, yeah, and then what? Yeah. They plastered over yes. the stash so spot without somehow, noticing it? Somehow, after it was sold and they're renovating, they see this strange little, like, cupboard in the wall. And they go, cool, just throw sheetrock over it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, it's a new kitchen. Is that a camera go, oh, in there? Uh, here. 
Yeah. yeah. Is that a camera in there? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Plaster over it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And then, dude, he has like just just rips the wall, just knocks the shelf down. No fucking concern whatsoever. No. And then no. blames it on the freaking contractor. I know. That guy's going to get a fucking rash of shit later. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> like, what a on, dick. <laughs> it's a bad Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to kind of jump us to the end here, guys, a little bit. Oh, Mally picks up Sonny. The bad guys follow. Steven Seagal murders a guy in front of everybody in Chinatown. And then, and then he then he goes to the house to Vernon's house. And I gotta say, I was a little disappointed by the end of the movie. Like I was a little disappointed that there wasn't a bigger, I know, like thing. Yeah. The Although there was some good stuff there, the like pull cue to the neck, dude. That was that was intense. That was, I love the line. He goes, "Fuck you and die." And yeah. He walks Ooh. away. And yeah, he like, says, "This great. that was for my wife, right?" Fuck you yeah. and die, and like kicks him. Yeah, so good. That, that was that. heavy. That was actually really good action. Yeah, the way the guy falls back, like on his yeah. knees, is great. Yep. That yeah. that then, the pool stuff is good. That's true. Well, and then when Senator Trent jumps out of the closet, and then he takes the gun from him, and then just jams oh, it in his mouth. Fuck. And then yeah. he's all, then when it, you see him next, he's got the gun in his mouth and all his blood, and you're just like, oh my god, he just bashed all of his teeth out. Like that was that was pretty intense. <laughs> I, I I mean, that yeah, was, I, I liked that. I audible, I, I gasped. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh Jesus! <laughs> I remember being disturbed as a kid when I saw that that scene. Like, yeah. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's so. There's something about like you can just like think about like the metal on your teeth and then Ugh, also yeah. the smashing of the teeth. And then like I, I was full of a bear, like a like oh. I feel like you're dry heaving too, maybe because yeah. Then, like, Choking oh, on yeah. tooth shards and like, oh, oh Jesus! Oh my God! <laughs> I did like though. Right before that though, I did enjoy that suddenly Steven Seagal becomes like a playful, silly man who wants to like oh, hide and seek. Like, by the way, I thought it was. By the way, I thought it was fun and I liked it a lot. But I was yeah. like, where's this Steven Seagal? Hasn't been in this. Like Mason's like a quite the goofball. It turns out Vernon. Oh Vernon. Oh, but even before that, he writes like a like a whole paragraph on the underside of a toilet seat. <laughs> like, it's, it's, you know, it's like I regretfully inform you that I shall be killing you in the near future. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't remember what it said, but Jesus. Well, he took his time. I think he was there for a long time because he like he started like writing shit on the walls. Like mm-hmm. it was like yeah. a Joel Schumacher Batman movie. You know, like it felt <laughs> like it was like like a Joker house all of a sudden. And then like, so I don't was it the senator senator that went to the the bathroom? Is that is that who it was? No, that was. I think that was one of the, I think that was the cop that killed his wife, maybe. Okay, so he goes to the bathroom and he lifts up the toilet seat and Seagal has written, anticipation of death is worse than death itself. Oh my God. Under the toilet seat, right? fucking mouthful. Jesus. All I could think of, dude, was, can you imagine if the guy needed to take a shit like five minutes sooner? And Seagal was like, was on his knees holding up pink lipstick up to the yeah, toilet. Exactly. He's like, <laughs> caught him in the head. Yeah, and also what, yeah, like he just was banking on the fact that someone was going to go use that bathroom. I mean, it's a mansion. I'm sure there was at least five to seven bathrooms in that place. Yeah. So, I mean, that it's was, also, it was a kind of long like, shot, but it paid off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, maybe, yeah, maybe that was it. He was just like, look, if this toilet thing works out, it'll be a great little cherry on top of this. But if it yeah. doesn't, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it not working out. It'll still be satisfying. Was it Seagal's idea for the toilet seat? Or did someone like say, hey, we should probably put this on the mirror where he'll see it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then Seagal said, no, man, check this out. The toilet seat. It's going to be great. Mind blown, Seagal. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. Uh, yeah, oh my God. I love the idea of Steven Seagal, this huge man, down on his knees by the toilet. <laughs> on the toilet. Pink lipstick. <laughs> and, like, and like thinking about it, he's like, Anti- wait, anticipation, A N T. He starts erasing it. He's like, oh, it's two T's. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Wait, should it say anticipation or 
expect oh fuck should i put a period at the end i just like oh. an exclamation point or well also like it'd be great if like it'd be great if like the letters start one size and then you know how you like run out because you didn't plan the word well enough it gets like smaller and turn to the side and it down <laughs> and it just goes to the bottom of the water it just gets yeah, all like, oh, oh, like I, the anticipation is so much longer than you would, would think. <laughs> I can't even read it because it goes into the water. Oh, shit. oh my god! Holy oh shit! Okay, <laughs> right. Then he and then he gets whatever the senator gets. You know, gets arrested or something. And then which, he says something about I never miss, which I'm not really, I'm not really sure. Like what that's again. I don't really know if that makes any sense. Uh, he did. Sh- he didn't shoot him in the penis. He did. Oh right, because he's he trying it. to shoot his balls. Yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, right. And he said oh. he missed. He said he missed. I never miss. I guess they're just so small or something, right? Yeah. Oh right, he has tiny balls. Right. Hilarious stuff. That is good. One. <laughs> the comedian. Uh, yeah. Again, all this stuff feels like it's got to be like Seagal, quote unquote, humor being thrown in there. Has to be. Has to be. Yes. And that's pretty much it, I think. Then he says, like, how about we go on a nice vacation to Sonny and uh, Andy Andy O'Malley, whatever her name is. <laughs> the end. That's it, guys, and that's the end of the movie. That's it's all right. get all the way to the end. Taglines. Jonas, you are the only one who has taglines. Okay, I, I have three taglines. Ooh, wow, good. Yeah. One of them is get ready for a bloodstorm. A bloodstorm. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is, but that felt like it was a good one. It sounds like Steven Seagal wrote that one. Yeah, that's the, yeah. The other one is this storm's a category fuck you, and it's about to hit the coast of yo ass. <laughs> I have I have a couple. Okay, oh, go shit. ahead. Okay. Uh, there's no one can outrun the storm. Nice. Oh, I like that one. Um, there That's is nothing can save you from the path of the storm. Whoa, Robert! There is good. there is yeah. crime can't weather this storm. Oh, that's the best one. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I have one last one, and it is. To locate your local community blood bank and make a donation, please visit <laughs> blooddonor.com or dial one eight hundred Give Bank. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thanks. Is that actually a number, or should we throw <laughs> a disclaimer that guys, that's I not made that real. up? That's not okay. a real thing. Don't do that. But also, guys, maybe consider donating blood. That's a good thing. So yeah, maybe. absolutely. It's good. Your local blood banks need blood. It's important. Go ahead and do that. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure a quick Google search in your area can help you locate a blood bank near you. That's right. I'll be honest. Not so funny anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, that's true. Not that funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. If they made a sequel. Okay, we are pressed for time. So we have made a sequel for Hard to Kill. Oh, I'm excited. Um, this is very, very exciting because not only do we have one, but we have two thanks to Robert. Great. Okay. Robert, would you, <laughs> I, I know. Robert, would you like to hear yours first? It's up to you, buddy. All right, here we go. Robert, here we go. After being cleared of all charges and receiving full reinstatement into the LAPD, Mason Storm continues his mission to rid the city of dirty cops and corrupt politicians. Utilizing his techniques of whispered intimidation and slow-paced slapping attacks, Detective Storm will rain down justice on the drought-ridden streets of L.A. You told me that your friends were killed by local cops. That really doesn't explain to me how you ended up in a trunk next to a bag of cash. I already told you it's not my money. What are you, deaf? I want you to shut the fuck up. This summer, when a storm's a-coming, justice reigns supreme. Hard to kill, too. Stormfront. Oh my god! 
baby. That, that Holy was, shit! That, that would be incredible, by the way. Danny, the shit you can do with that. Like, oh my God, that was beautiful, dude. Thank dude, you. Well, I, I had a lot of help through you, so thank you. That was amazing. Truly, <laughs> honestly, the tagline that like the justice reigns. Oh, yeah, I know. baby. No. I was pretty I'm happy about writing. That. It just came out, man. Oh. It just, it just flowed out of me. Dude, Seagal inspires people. He does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Disclaimer, Seagal's a piece of shit. Okay, let me do mine. We'll get out of here, okay? Real quick. Okay. Sweet dream. It's been 30 years. He can still feel her ass cheeks in his hands. And every night, before he brushes his teeth, Mason's erection stands at attention, saluting his one true love. Now Senator Trent is getting out of prison, and the only thing to quench Mason's boner is good old-fashioned revenge. The kind of revenge you only see in a storm. Fucking A right, Mason Storm. No plot, 67 arm breaks. A motherfucker's thrown through a window like a bitch. He doesn't call his kid anymore. Kelly LeBrock dies in the first 30 seconds, but not on his dick. Okay, fuck that, it's on his dick. Yeah, that's better, uh-huh. He wants his ponytail back, it grows out stupid. His doctor's worried about his blood pressure. Did I mention there's no plot? Good. There's a car chase, I think. He likes to ride the bus. He falls into another coma. And another coma. What are the odds? I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the sperm bank. What happens to a man when you shoot him while he's getting his fuck on? He becomes hard, rock hard, to kill. What does it take? What does it take to change the essence of a man? Time to change. Time. Thank you, my brother. We're about to go on a secret journey. Ride the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, dude, I threw in that last part for you from uh, Dead on Deadly Ground. Oh yeah, I know that. I love that. I love that you included that. <laughs> we are going on a sacred journey, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. We gotta rewatch that one, or maybe not. Oh, oh boy. All right, guys, I gotta wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I wanna say your shit. All right, guys. That was the end of our episode. That was a great one. I really had a good time. That, that was a fucking fun time. Good times. Uh, yeah, good thank time. you, Robert. For all thanks, for everyone, for listening. We'll... Thank Do we know what we're doing next week? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let you know what the movie's going to be. You can watch. We'll be ready for it next time. I'm Mikey Joe. See you guys. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>